Hello there. Welcome once again. I can't really tell where I am anymore. A concrete building in a busy city, in the middle of a haunted forest, lost at sea. Kind of like how I let go of trying to lock down whether I'm human or monster, writer or character. Spring, summer, fall, or winter creature. Hero, villain, victim, witch, Virgo, doesn't matter. All that matters is that I am, and so too are you. That's what I'm beginning to think of everything else, too. Calling a place good or bad, natural or unnatural. Habitable or uninhabitable. I don't know. It's all wherever we are. And I suppose I just can't shake off this feeling that, whatever it is, wherever we are, it just feels so fragile. Like it's already cracked, all over aching, struggling to stay together. And meanwhile, it feels as though there is an avalanche coming, a tidal wave, a herd of elephants, something that will shake it to its core, and then... Then what? No, that is not the case. That is how it feels, but in truth, us, and the place we are in, whatever it is and whatever we are, is very, very, very strong. Even if you don't feel that, it is true. There is a strength, there is a current of power in you and in it, inside of you outside of you, all throughout this world and beyond it. I've spoken about it before. I will sing of it over and over. There is strength here. Strength to endure. Strength to care for. Strength to change. Everything is changing always. Revel in that or fight it, it doesn't matter. It will still change. Anyway, something is coming, I can feel that much. But it's all right. We will endure. So do not fear. Wait, that's what you came here for? <laughs> oh no, I'm failing again, aren't I? I was good for one thing, and I ruined it. <laughs> what a wonderful feeling, failing. Like pulling a rope in a terrible game of tug-of-war. A game that lasts for years and years, and you're pulling, pulling, pulling with all your might, and then you just let go and fall backwards into, I don't know, 
dirt or mud or something. And you can't help but laugh. Not only because you're covered in dirt or mud or something, but because you don't have to keep burning your hands on that ungenerous rope. Whatever it is that is coming, coming for whatever this world is, I consulted my tarot cards this week. I asked them for guidance, a little advice for the coming trials, for surely this world we find ourselves in, whatever it is, will need a bit of guidance indeed. I drew a knight, a reversed knight. All of my knights have always appeared reversed. Have you noticed that? A knight I've seen only once before. The Knight of Wands. The last time I drew him, I ended up marooned on a tiny little island, a scary little scary all of my own, for a little alone time. A bit of time to think. A bit of time to make myself into nothing more than a tiny little lighthouse. I really enjoyed my time there. But it was a change. A big change. Oh yes, the Knight of Wands reversed. He's a tough one. A bit immature. Very reckless. Very impatient. Perhaps even foolhardy. Hasty. And therefore, he is often frustrated. Things may not go the way he wants them to. And then he becomes frustrated. Of course he does. He was riding at full speed towards something he wanted very badly. And then he was thrown from his horse. You'd be frustrated too. He can be arrogant. He can demonstrate very addictive behavior. He wants instant results, and he wants those results to be exactly what he imagines them to be. He wants to have control. He wants to have control. He can't have it. He is at the mercy of everything. The world, destiny, the universe whatever you want to call it. He has no control, and it makes him upset. And this is the advice my cards gave me. Perhaps they are suggesting that we are all the Knight of Cups reversed. The world is not going to be under our control. Perhaps it never was. Surely it never was. But maybe the illusion of control, of whatever control we thought we had, is going to be removed. In a way, and I mean this in the gentlest possible sense, couldn't that be, I don't know, beautiful? Maybe it's like that tug of war I mentioned earlier. Can we not let go of the rope? Can we not stop wrestling 
even just for tonight? What if you tried? What if you thought about the thing that you're wrestling with in your heart? For I think we all have that thing. Maybe many things. And you just let go. Even for five seconds. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. You did it. What's this? Over here. Glinting in the shadows. Stuck in the grass. Oh, thank goodness. Look at all this vibrant, strong, and healthy green grass here. I haven't even taken a moment to look around yet. Wherever I am, there's lots of green. How lovely. The sky is very dark. I can't see any stars. There are street lamps. I'm quite confused. But there's nothing I need to solve, and so I'm going to let go of that confusion. I'm just happy to be here. Anyway, something is shining in the grass. The same orange as the glow of the street lamp nearby. I approach closer and am confused when the light turns into such abyssal darkness, such a seemingly vast and infinite black hole, the same shade of black as the black in the sky. And as I come even closer and lean to look into the hole, I see, suddenly, a ghastly figure peering up and out of it. A tired-looking, pale thing, with shining glass over its eyes, its hair matted and disheveled, and its body swallowed up by layers and layers of black clothes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a mirror. <laughs> I was afraid there for a moment. A mirror. In the grass. Unusual. But not the first time I've come across such a thing. Someone keeps gifting me with them. I keep trying to get rid of them. And then becoming obsessed with them again. Let's stand it upright. Give me a hand. Careful. Now let's take it over to that street lamp over there. We'll lean it against the lamp post. There. Excellent. Thank you. That way we can look into it and see ourselves, I suppose. 
I always find mirrors in the dark to be quite a frightening thing. I've written stories about that, haven't I? The thing is that in the darkness, when you can only see part of your face, your body, the expressions and statures that you feel make you, you, you only look a little like yourself. You mostly look like someone else standing there. Someone who looks almost exactly like you. But you can't totally be sure, can you? In this full-length mirror, I see someone who looks quite a bit like me. But it's so hard to tell if it really is, you know? I trust that it is. It's a mirror, after all and mirrors have behaved the way I expect them to my entire life. So I would expect this one to do the same, right? I'm sure you've heard of a story, a scary story, a very popular kind of scary story, where silly children or daring teenagers or bored adults, someone anyway, Learn of a spirit who somehow lives within mirrors. And when you call their name three times and turn the lights off, they appear. And then, well, you know what then, right? As the stories go, something terrible, something bloody, something violent. And it's not that I believe those stories. Obviously I don't. Of course I don't. It's that there is a part of me that is the little child who did believe those stories once. And the thing is that that part of me is maybe the part of me that I love best. So, in a way, I suppose I do believe those stories. Let me put it this way. I don't play those games. Just in case. Why is it here? When I was the monster of my dreams, I was given mirrors. That is, when I was convincing you I was something dark and powerful and hungry and magical. And I am still those things. It's just that I am also human, and I suppose coming to terms with that. I am also many other things, too. Like you. Someone kept giving me mirrors. And here is another one again. Who is it? Who is doing this? It's not you, is it? No? How about you, beloved? Is it you? It isn't me, beloved. Strange indeed. Hmm. 
Well, here we are with it anyway. I keep thinking there is something I'm meant to do with it. Something is coming for us, isn't it? Isn't that where I started tonight? I got distracted by a shiny object. I'm sorry. How monstrous of me. Overcome by a mirror, like a regular gorgon. I felt as though there was a big something, an event, a shift, something coming. And I was looking for guidance, and told to beware pursuing selfish ends. To release entitlement and expectation. To sit in patience and in non-control. And then, this appeared. It's tempting. Very tempting to call something's name three times. Like that feeling of standing high up and feeling the sudden urge to fall. They call that the call of the void, don't they? Something you know you shouldn't do. Something that can only lead to devastation. That is the feeling I feel now, staring into the mirror, looking in the darkness at what I think is my reflection, but cannot be too sure. Is that how you feel about your reflection, too, in this moment? Is there a you there, in that mirror, that you are mostly sure is you? Call your own name three times. See what happens. Ah. Not so easy, is it? I would call my name. If only I was sure what it was. But there are parts of me. Things within me. Things beyond me. Things around me, things alive, things dead, things neither and both, things imaginary, things real, things neither and both, that I do not want to summon in this mirror. Part of me wants to, though. Part of me wants an explosion of magic a visitation from some bodiless thing, a celestial hand reaching down, giving me a pair of wings so I can fly up, 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 and beyond. Or maybe I'll become a shooting star and bounce across the sky, untethered and unrestrained. Or maybe my mind will open up and I'll be finally beyond fear. But I can't do any of that. Can you? And that is where the temptation to call a thing's name three times comes from. That is the call of the void. Not the call of our own destruction, but the fruitless belief that we can escape the world and be beyond what makes us so pure and magical in the first place. Our humanity. Our life. 
our planet. What do you think? The street light has turned off, even without me saying a name three times. The game is afoot. The reflection in the mirror, I am convinced now, is not me. Because as I was talking to you, I turned away from it. And when I turned back to face it, her hands, they were where mine were at first, but now they're pressed at the glass, as though begging me to set her free though she is not moving. I cannot see her eyes for all the shadow. Does yours look like this, too? Shh. Little thing trapped in there. It's all right. Take my hand and hold fast, hold fast. 
forget my name. It won't last, won't last. Don't Take my gone. My reflection, it's just gone. The mirror looks like glass. Out here where it's so dark, it could just be a window. Nothing on the other side of the mirror. What is the opposite of saying a thing's name three times? I think I did that. I made that me disappear. I feel relieved, lighter for it. Let's go. We'll turn right around. <sighs> Forgive me. I was shocked because as we turned to look away from the mirror, behind us the whole time, somehow not producing a reflection in the thing we were so intently focused on, that glass, that mirror, it only showed us, us, you and I. But behind us, the whole time, thousands, millions, across the grass. In the darkness, their features are as difficult to make out as my reflections were. And all of them, every single one of them, has their hands raised up, palms facing you and I as though they are each pressing their hands against the glass of a mirror that we cannot see. Hold fast, friends. What are you pressing against? What are you holding tight to? Why do you weep? How can I help you? What can we do? I have to do something. There must be something, just, just enough that I can control. I won't let it become just selfish. a goal won't, that won't I just start selfish. Just it to. won't, and I won't let it become about to. me. I won't let it become selfish. I won't. I just, but first, wait, I just need to. Hang on, maybe.
I fell asleep there. Working on the podcast. <laughs> I think. I'm not really sure what's sleep and what's not anymore. It's so dark out. The sky is so black. I look out the window to my balcony and there's... Something hanging from the balcony above mine, dangling. I swear, I'm not lying to you. It looks like a plant. Roots. Maybe a dead flower of some kind. I don't know what it is but it is hanging upside down above me on my balcony, like a little bat, or maybe like the bones of a reaching hand, or maybe like the veins of a lonely heart. Just careless upstairs neighbors, I'm sure, but the trees on the ground below are swaying violently in the wind, Poor things. Leaves and plant life fly onto the cement of my balcony sometimes, often when there is a storm. But one time I found a tiny little rose. Pink and perfect. Just sitting outside my balcony door waiting for me. I don't know what's sleep and what's not sometimes, but something is waking inside of me and all around me. And I can't wait to wake up to another night, whether it is like this one or nothing like this one. I will be there, and I will allow it to unfold as it will. Sweet dreams to you, my friends. Sweet dreams to the shaking trees outside of my window. And sweet dreams to the little plant clinging to the balcony above me. Hold fast, little thing. You made it out of your clay pot. Good for you. And when you decide to let go of that metal railing, that cement ground, to give up the things that cannot feed you any longer, may you find yourself landing safely in green grass where your roots can grow spectacularly free. Hello everyone, this is Kristen Zaza, 
I'm the writer, host, narrator, composer, podcaster, producer, etc., 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 behind on a dark, cold night. Welcome to another new moon, another opportunity for focusing on a new goal or intention. If you have yet to choose one and you're inspired by the Knight of Wands reversed, maybe it can be something that's not active, but rather something freeing. How can you take away something in your life that is keeping you locked inside yourself? Locked up in a mirror reflection of who you think you should be. The tasks you should be accomplishing. The goals you think the world expects of you. Anyway, I guess I said enough this episode about all that. I hope you like going on these adventures with me. Spooky little self-love journeys, we could call them, perhaps. If you do like what I'm doing here and you want to support it, I would be fantastically grateful, especially as I wrap up Season 2 here and head into a tiny break, and then what I think I will call Season 3, and maybe some other fun, exciting things on the horizon. The show, while it takes a good deal of time and effort each week, continues to be my greatest creative passion, and I have no plans to stop doing it. It's just transforming a little bit, as I think we all are. But if you want to help as I move from Season 2 into Season 3, and a couple of other surprise ventures I hope to have more concrete news about within the year, hopefully, here are a few ways you can do so. First, you can support on a monthly basis via Patreon, Every supporter of $1 a month on Patreon receives access to my complete soundtrack, while every supporter of $5 or more a month gets that and access to a monthly tarot reading video, which I'll also keep up with as I take a break between seasons, just so you know. You can learn more about these perks by visiting patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. If you'd prefer to donate one time only without any perks, you can find me on coffee.com at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And if you want some on a dark cold night wearable merch, I've got t-shirts and hoodies for sale at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. And I do not want to understate how helpful it is to have ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. So if you like what I do here, uh, feel free to head over there and leave a few words. And you can also shout out the show on social media or follow me. Uh, you can do so on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, on my Facebook or YouTube pages just called on a dark cold night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you so much, my friends. I hope you are treating yourself kindly. I hope you are treating others kindly. I hope we can lean into this pain we feel, this pain in the world, and stretch, and then, like what I wish for that strange little plant dangling from my balcony, grow new roots spectacularly freely, too. Good night.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.